Welcome to Flow State Business. Okay, welcome back to a new episode. Do you know what? You guys loved the last episode so much about how I got my start that I'm going to continue on with the flow of the story of how I made a million dollars in flow. And one thing you'll notice is the very beginning journey of working through what the business was and how to operate as a brand new CEO and entrepreneur, which by the way, there was no way I would have even felt validated enough to call myself an entrepreneur at the beginning. I don't know what I called myself. So if you're kind of like in that pocket right now, it's totally normal to feel your way into that. And now that I'm almost, almost five years into business, it's only really now that I feel a real authority when I say that I'm a CEO and I'm a business owner, but there'll definitely be times when it still kind of bubbles up a little bit. Like, am I like legitimately an entrepreneur now? So keeping it real, I wanted to share some of the things that, you know, still goes on behind the scenes and it's okay. It's always a part of the journey. It's always a part of how you reflect growth and ownership of who you've become on yourself. So let's get back to where I left you off and where we left off was about the establishment of the personal brand in 2018, where everything was at and beginning to kind of get the hang of building a business, making sales, growing a network and being known for something out there in the industry. But here's the thing. The start line was really, really random. Like quite honestly, I don't know how I kind of, you know, got my way through it. But looking back, it wasn't that strong. It wasn't great. Once again, I had not really like a social media following. So I knew I had to expand outside of LinkedIn, which was about the time that I began my Instagram account. So somewhere in 2018, I started an Insta Even back then, I still felt like it wasn't really my space because I was corporate Ruby. Instagram was photos of beautiful people and beautiful places and beautiful things. And I'm like, but I'm corporate Ruby. What can I add to this platform? Anyway, I still started one and I started to post a lot more quotes or I would reshare articles. It was really botchy, to be honest. But anyway, it was a start. I also got myself a MailChimp. So that was sort of our first email list experience. I got myself Thrivecart to get better payment systems through. And then it blew my mind that I could do payment plans because PayPal at the time, I don't think they do still, but they didn't offer payment plans. So it was either a one-off payment or I had to invoice and bill people every month for their coaching services. It was such a mess. And Facebook groups were still really big. I know that there's some people who really still grow on Facebook, but back then it was like, if you had a brand and a business, you really should grow a community via Facebook. And so I started a Facebook group and I called it like something so lame at the start, something like career superstars. I got pretty much all of my friends and family to join that so that it didn't look like only me and one other random person who had the heart to join would join. So 
I might have started with 10 people in that Facebook group and that was it. It was very, very botchy and I still made $100,000 in 100 days. So I want to make that clear. And I absolutely hand on heart still believe you can make that happen without all the bells and whistles. If you have a good network, if you can provide value, if you show up consistently somewhere, that can absolutely happen for you. It wasn't like that was a 2018 thing and you were just, you know, you struck it lucky. Although that is my word for 2023, by the way, I am claiming all the lucky stars this year. I really do feel like lucky is my word. And I talked about it on the last podcast of the year in 2022, if you want to go back and listen to that. Okay. But I did have two really big advantages in my corner. One was I had the LinkedIn account with roughly 5,000 followers on there. And whilst they weren't qualified, perfect audience in the pocket, niched type of people watching on, it was still a really good baseline to jump off. And yeah, I had a whole bunch of people asking me, this is so random. Why are you creating this content? Are you still in recruitment? Like so many hilarious like DMs that I would get from people in the industry, but I learned how to put that aside. It wasn't completely easy by any means, but I did learn how to kind of shut off the noise and there are a lot of haters, there are a lot of gossipers that just happens sometimes when you're shifting identities and those people don't understand it. What matters is that you understand it and you stay true to your goal and you stay true to why you started this in the first place. The second advantage I had was discipline. I am a very disciplined human being and I was actually just talking to Michael, my husband, about this Yesterday, we were out having a lunch at the Cheesecake Factory, such like an American institution, and I love it. I'm very much like a salmon and salad cheesecake factory type of gal, and then followed up by a cheesecake, of course. Anyway, we're having this really cool discussion, and I said, you know, one of my biggest strengths is determination and discipline. Last year, I ran a program called The Daily Ritual, where basically I was live four days a week for six months to my community. Every single day, except one day, Wednesday, which is when I did my mastermind calls, I was live and I'd be talking daily to all of you about what my day was like and really taking you truly behind the scenes of what it was like to run a seven-figure business. Anyway, I didn't miss a beat on TDR. I haven't missed a beat with my podcast, one to two podcasts a week. I haven't missed a beat with Instagram. I'm doing stories every day. Anyway, you get the gist. So LinkedIn was very disciplined for me from the beginning. And do you remember that like 10K a month goal and how I got that within the first 100 days? I truly believe it's because I was constantly showing up on people's feeds. People were constantly seeing me and how LinkedIn works, which is why it truly is a very, very powerful platform still today, is if let's say you see a video of mine and you like or comment on my video, my video actually gets shown to your networks. And then if someone in your network sees that video that you liked and commented on, it goes to their network and so on and so forth. So it is such an incredible algorithm still. It absolutely has its faults. It's very salesy. There's a lot of junky things in there. But if you can see through that and you can grasp onto the opportunity, it really is still a very mighty place to grow your personal brand. But coming back to that first two years in business, and this is like the two years, March 2018 to March 2020, 
I changed my niche and my focus like seven times. I did like a whole course on this called Story, also Alpha Omega, how to end things, how to begin things in business, how to close off a certain thing that you've been known for and pivot seamlessly into something new. But I literally went from career coach to corporate consultant, corporate facilitator, LinkedIn strategist, side hustle coach, straight up business strategy coach, and spiritual slash energetics coaching now. So there's the seven. There's a lot in there in terms of my own personal development. And as you know, if you're in human design, you've guessed it, I am a manifesting generator. So that means that I like to do a lot of different things. I like to experiment, try new niches. I don't get stuck in the one box. And in fact, if I did that, it would actually really feel very constrictive to me. So for anyone out there who has been told that you have to stick to one thing and be known for one thing, here is your permission slip, signed, sealed, and delivered to just be whoever the fuck you want to be and follow the flow of what feels good, follow the flow of what brings you excitement and joy and all those wonderful things. Okay. So now that I've changed my niche seven times, I want to talk about that two-year period and just how out of whack and how crazy it was in that period of time as I'm really navigating through a lot to do with my own self-worth, my positioning in the market, all of this. And throughout that time, I also hired a number of different coaches, mentors. I've done courses. I was always uplifting my skill set, always learning new things, always being in different people's like knowledge-based networks and energy. A huge component of moving to a million dollars in flow is to continue buying the knowledge, like be in the space where you can collapse the time, get there a lot faster, be amongst people who maybe challenge you, who sees the world a different way or who sees business in like a completely different way that really helps you expand your knowledge base. And through all of this, I realized that my business model was really sucky. Saying yes to everything, throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping something stuck, hoping that I had an opportunity that would kind of bring me the thing that would make me a million dollars. And already in these two years, I went from could not fathom having a seven-figure business to within that two years because I surrounded myself with the right people and I was within certain networks that really helped me to dream bigger. The million-dollar dream became very real to me. I still didn't know how I was going to get there, but I knew that I was very much on my way to that seven-figure pathway. And as a result of that, I was saying yes to so much. I was offered consulting, speaking gigs, branding gigs, one-to-one coaching, started to do some masterclasses, some one-off coaching, the discipline behind daily LinkedIn content. I was adding Instagram, Snapchat was around for a little bit. I was trying to work out emails, like everything was happening all at once. And I realized that not only had I kind of created a nine to five job again, it was actually a lot worse. I felt like I had created a 24 seven trap where I would deliver things in my business. And then straight away, I jump off a coaching call or a masterclass that I was hosting. And then I was into so much more that was of the running of the business and it was constant. And I also want to say this, I had the privilege of having my husband alongside with me and it is a privilege. It is a gift. 
I'm so forever grateful. He and I still run this business together. We are such a power couple. We are the dream team. We honestly were made to find each other in this world, get married, have beautiful babies and have a beautiful business. And with all of this being said, there's a lot that I had on my plate and there was a lot that he had on his plate because he was growing the operations. He was understanding the tech. He was building the funnels. Like that's a full-time job in itself. He was learning Facebook ads. That's a full-time job on itself. So for those of you solo entrepreneur babes out there or, you know, girls and guys in business, if you don't have a Michael, your number one goal is to at least have someone alongside with you who wants to see you win and who can support you in some way. And it might start small, like starting off with someone who manages like your email sequence or someone who manages your socials, someone who manages your calendar, someone, just don't do it alone. But coming back to income, the income that I was making in that first two years, at least 50% of it was corporate contracts, speaker fees, and brand deals. So it was really big still in the corporate side. There was one contract that I took up and I delivered maybe three to five masterclasses for their network. And I also spent a couple of hours with them a month to talk about their LinkedIn strategy. Now that corporate contract was like 25K. So it made up a huge part of my income. And then other speaker fees that I would get would range anywhere between $500 to three and a half grand. I would do brand deals, which range from five grand to 15 grand. And brand deals would be things like, not as in this episode is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. This was brand deals. Like I was the face of the brand. So I worked with companies like indeed.com based out of Austin, Texas, which is where I am now. And I was their face. I was their representative in Australia. I would go around and talk about the Indeed job board. So there was that crossover between career coaching, career facilitation, being the face of career in Australia, and also having individual clients. So that was 50%. 40% of my income was private coaching. And then the rest of it was group coaching. I wouldn't say like I held major masterminds at the time. When I say group coaching, I might've done like a six-week course here or a four-week course here. I did develop at around that time, my signature LinkedIn course, which was called LinkedIn Brand Boss. Doesn't run anymore, but that was really my first foray into group coaching and realizing that I could actually coach for one hour and help 15 people and make the same amount of money and have more impact. And it was mind blown to me at the time. So much of me not having group programs at the beginning, it wasn't like I was against it by any means. I was just scared of it. I didn't believe that I could fill my group programs. I didn't want to be the loser who had no one enrolled to my programs, which spoiler alert, absolutely did happen once I got into it. It's kind of like a rite of passage. I don't know. There was all this conversation that I was having with myself and one of my coaches at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to manifest being that coach who has no one sign up for their programs, but I also feel like it's a rite of passage. And they were saying to me, Ruby, like you can believe that if you want. And clearly I was matched to that belief system because that's what happened to me. And then as soon as I experienced that, I was like, please never again, like universe. I experienced that once. Honestly, I'm joking about it now, but it really did nearly break my spirit. There's not many things now in my life that would really break me, but 
that really hit the ego in a certain place that just made me feel not good enough. I think about my early clients and I had them come to my co-work space and I would book a room, we'd sit down, we would do private coaching together. It was a whole thing. Anyway, how funny, I just had that memory. So the business model sucked because it didn't match my dream. The dream was always about freedom. The dream was always about to create and to have more time freedom. The freedom aspect also meant I would have more time with the kids, with my family, time to travel. So I asked myself a couple of questions, right? How did my business support me in terms of my freedom dreams, in terms of my dreams in general, my lifestyle dreams, the money dreams, the scaling dreams? How did my current business model support that? And I would like to ask you guys that question as well, or at least give yourself a minute today to write down what you believe could be better in terms of supporting your dream and your idea of freedom. Because if your business isn't supporting you to do that, I can almost guarantee that you're headed down a track of burnout and frustration. And I've met too many women along the way who I've coached with who literally have felt like they needed to burn it all down to the ground. You don't need to get to that point. You can simply now pick up and pivot just like what I did. Secondly, I remember asking myself, how can I create courses and scalable offerings that would also provide me more time freedom? And the answer was in that 10% group coaching, the way that I was currently earning, but it was so, so, so way down the track of how my income was coming through that it almost felt out of whack. And this is also why it's so incredibly powerful to work with a coach on this because sometimes you just can't see your way through. You're so stuck in the day-to-day. You're so stuck in the normalcy of this is just the way that you built your business that you're not really able to clearly create a pathway for your pivot. And this is where I'm just going to do a little plug Come and have a look at the Amplify Mastermind. It's in the show notes and the links below. It is a mastermind made for women. If you're resonating with this story, if you're resonating with everything that I've talked about so far inside of this episode and the last episode, I know that this mastermind is going to change your world. It's going to help you see things so differently. I've had a lot of clients come through Amplify who have, let's say, made $10,000 a month and then they've never made it again. And the reason why they haven't is because they had all that money coming through and then all of their time was spent delivering on the services that they burned themselves out. And then they got really scared to recreate that $10,000 a month. So I'm going to show you how to do this in a way that feels really good, really diversified, and also really attuned to your energy and your alignment. That's kind of where I think today's episode is going to close just to give you that perspective of how everything went, I'm really open to any questions. So if you're watching this on YouTube, just leave it in the comments. I monitor all of my comments because honestly, I don't get any. So I'm putting that out there. I'm manifesting more discussion inside of my YouTube videos. And I really, really want to grow YouTube this year in such a big way. And, you know, this is kind of my start. Again, I feel like as I'm talking about how I made a million dollars in flow and Now I've made over $3 million in my business, but I'm just going back to that first million to begin with. I've just begun really understanding the world of YouTube. I want to create a channel that is massive and 
like the reality right now is that I have like 20 views and that's not true. Maybe 200 views at the best and no comments, a couple of likes. My shorts are doing pretty good. Some of them have gotten up to like 2000 views on my shorts, but what does that even mean? So I'm starting from scratch. I'm starting again. So it doesn't matter. Like I'm a multiple million dollar business owner who loves and is obsessed with the idea that we always get to feel like a beginner. Because if that essence kind of ran dry, if you don't feel like a beginner anymore and you don't have that beginner's mindset or you're not reminded to get back to basics, it's kind of boring. You know, like it's cool because you probably have a business that is just J curving its way to high heaven and you've got like more and more and more income coming in. But at the same time, don't you want to feel that excitement, the butterflies again? And I know I I always do. I always want to feel this way. And I know that I'm going to be running multiple companies in the future. This is the first one. Coaching is the first company. The second company will be something to do around YouTube and really growing the YouTube company. The third company will be around real estate and properties because I've bought, sold, own seven properties now and that will continue to grow. There's so much more that I want to share with you guys this year and all about flow, all about authenticity, all about the psychology behind believing that you have this like mighty ability to manifest this dream life because your life truly is a blank canvas and you can make it whatever the fuck you want it to look like. And it can be as bright and beautiful as you choose for it to be, or it can be as boring and bland as you choose for it to be your choice. On that note, I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please thumbs up and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, share away, tag me. I will always reshare and um, hopefully by resharing on my platform and each other's platforms, we help each other grow. So have a beautiful day in flow and I'll catch you in the next episode. Mwah.